Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Blog Talk Radio. Tonight we will go back in time to seasons past, when 22 men graced the rugged fields of yesterday, fighting for one more first down, one more yard gain, one final score which would bring victory after 60 minutes of battle on the gridiron. Tonight, we'll explore the world of Gridiron Greats. Welcome to Gridiron Greats Football History and its Memorability on the Gridiron Greats Publishing and Broadcasting Network in conjunction with Swick Enterprises. We're live in a special afternoon edition from the National Sports Collectors Convention here at Rosemont, Illinois. I'm Bob Swick, publisher and editor of Gridiron Greats Magazine, and I'll be your host for the special show. Gridiron Greats is the only publication in America which focuses upon the history and memorabilia of the North American football game since its inception in 1869. We cover 140-plus years of football history and memorabilia. You can find us on the web at gridirongreatsmagazine.com. And this special edition of Gridiron Greats Magazine, the podcast, is brought to you by MSB Sports Cards. Check out their website for one of the largest selections of football cards and football memorabilia on the web at msbsportscards.com. And also sponsored in part by BST Auctions. Check out their website at bstauctions.com. Now, since this is a special show from the National Sports Collectors Convention here in Rosemont, Illinois, I will be doing the show by myself live from our tables here at the National. For those individuals who are listening to the podcast or here at the National, we're set up at tables 412 and 414. And we are here with MSB Sports Birds, BSD Auctions, and Josh Adams Sports Birds. It's a very interesting show getting started. As the general audience will start coming into the show beginning at 4 o'clock. The show is only open to 8 o'clock. This evening, many individuals are starting to uh, make their way to the lobby to try to get in, waiting in line for the four o'clock entry here at the show. And what a show it is, the largest collection of sports memorabilia in the country once a year. This year in Rosemont, Illinois, last year was in Atlantic City, New Jersey. This year we have a packed house, every table is filled with dealers with a wide, wide variety of different types of sports cards, memorabilia, publications, and the like. And even on our table here, we have a lot of different items available. I know I have a lot of back issues in the current issue of Great Iron Magazine. And as I offered today, um, I, uh, as I tweeted today, I stated first five new subscribers this evening who will Subscribe to Gridiron Greats Magazine and get a free T-shirt. I also have a large selection of football magazines and publications available for sale also. 
I've been able to speak to several of the icons of the football memorabilia card hobby today. I was fortunate to speak uh, at month with Mike Blaisdell, Mike whose collection, a good part of it, has been going up for auction through the SD auctions. Uh, talked about some other different changes we've seen in the hobby over the years and how the hobby has evolved over the years and seeing what we see today at the National, seeing everything from uh, early 1900, late 1800 football items to the current modern-day modern day card issues that are available that the younger collectors need to collect. I've also been able to talk to at one co-owners of MSD Sports Cards and BSD Auctions, Andy Becker and John Spano, who are here at the show, talked about, again, the fate of the hobby, what we see. The hobby is very vibrant. There's a lot of interest in the vintage cards, vintage publications. Continue to see that, uh, again, being a very, very strong part of the hobby. One thing I've always pointed out, to collectors, especially to those individuals who are deep in football card and memorabilia collecting, is that there are much fewer football games that have been played over the years as compared to the other sports. So therefore, the number of ticket stubs, the number of programs, the number of items that are generated from an actual game become less and less. And as time goes on, those items become more and more rare in my opinion. I have seen here today, however, some uh, a great selection of 1930s NFL football programs and very, very interesting older college football programs from the 1910s, 1920s, and the 1930s. I'm also seeing, and I have seen throughout the uh, show today, having the ability to walk around, a great deal of vintage football pennants, uh, especially the felt pennants, 40s and 50s. Truly very interesting, truly very, uh, very, very interesting view of the evolution of the pennant, as I've seen very, very old pennants to very, very new pennants at the same time. I've also visited today and talked to Hobby icon Carl Lemondola. Carl, who continues to look at and continues to try to find a handful of items for his collection, has been very, very impressed with what he has seen on the floor today as far as items that are available here at the National. Now, as a reminder, uh, if you are planning to come out to the National, National, it will be uh, open through this Sunday. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday after today, you've got four more days of being able to come around, walk around, and view the different items and memorabilia that is available for sale here. I also was able to talk to and view some incredible pieces of the older football game, uh, the vintage game, through uh, Keith Javik, was an advertiser here uh, and Gridiron Grapes Magazine, and he has his booth set up with a lot of very, 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 very interesting older footballs, football helmets, and uh, pieces of football equipment 
in his uh, booth and the items of the cells and has sold over the years. Very, very interesting, to say the least. Now, many people have asked me over the years, too, is it worth going to a show of this size or am I going to be overwhelmed when I go to the show? Is it going to be too much to, to try to cover in a day or two? How much money should I bring? Uh, the list of questions sometimes seem endless. But again, in pointing out, in going to a show like this, my best suggestion I have for you is bring your want list. Focus on several items that you are very, very interested in picking up, especially the hard-to-get items, to say the least. And I think you would have a great opportunity, a great ability to try to find them here at the show. And in doing so, cross off some big items off of your lot list while you're here. A couple other items to look at uh, here at the show. I was very, very impressed with seeing uh, some oddball football cards that I have not seen in quite a while at a national show, including a lot of the early 1960s tops football inserts, including the very, very difficult 1964 pennants, which were the inserts in the 1964 tops American football with wax pack. I have also seen that quite a few of the 1962 tops bucks. Those bucks were inserted in the 1962 tops uh, wax packs. And I also did see a great deal of 1961 clock stickers, uh, more so than I've seen in the past years with regards to their availability. So if you're working on any of those three steps, as far as I'm concerned, I, I think you'll have a good opportunity to find those cards, those stickers and inserts that you're looking for. And as such, you'll be able to hopefully either complete your set or knock that uh, knock a few of those wants off your lot. The other I- item that I saw, and those people who let me know, I have collected over the years a great one, to be different sticker inserts for the Flair in Action and the Flair Hall of Fame card sets. And I was very interested in seeing uh, earlier today, Tree Dealers actually had a very, very large selection of the both the seventy two seventy three and the seventy three some uh, I'm sorry the seventy three seventy four and the seventy four seventy five uh, sticker inserts that were in the the Hall of Fame uh, flare sets and in looking at those stickers those were the stickers where they would have two different teams they would either have a team they would have a team name along with either a team logo and team helmet. And there were different varieties, different combinations to try to complete to make the set. And in doing so, those uh, those were definitely difficult sticker insert sets to uh, collect. I know for myself, I'm still looking for a handful of those particular uh, uh, stickers for my collection. I did not have any luck, unfortunately, with the three dealers, but I did see the stickers from or who had them, and those are also known as the FLIR uh, cloth patches, and they uh, wore the inserts in both the 1974 and 1975 FLIR Hall of Fame uh, card sets. And what was interesting at that time, and I do remember 
buying several of those wax packs back in 74 and 74, 74 and 1975, I did save what I had. However, I was uh, not putting that set together for a long period of time. As, as years went on, probably in the mid-80s, I started collecting that set and trying to put it together. And I'm still, believe it or not, down to two or three more stickers that I need to finish those sets. I did discuss in the current issue of Gridiron Greats magazine that I was down to needing only a handful of stickers for the 1979 Fleer Master Set. Unfortunately, I have not seen any of those particular stickers here at the show today. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just amazed when I go to a show like this, and as much as I'm trying to find different items and different inserts and the like, they just don't seem to be available. But to me, that's half the fun of the hunt on these particular items at any type of show that I attend, and in particular the National Sports Collectors Convention. Again, I'd like to remind anyone who's listening right now, this is a special half-hour edition of the Nationals at the National Sports Collectors Convention here in Rosemont, Illinois. Brenda and I got into the... uh, went to Chicago yesterday and uh, basically settled in and then came down here this morning to set up the tables and, we, and I've been here uh, since 8.30 this morning. Brenda was here for a few hours this morning. She's off and she'll be doing it later this afternoon. And again, the special edition of Gridiron Greeks. The podcast is brought to you by MSV Sports Cards. Check out their website msvsportscard.com and by BST Auctions check out their website bstauctions.com and also as a reminder BST Auctions is accepting consignments for their next auction so you can see either John or Andy today here at or through the convention at tables 412 and 414 I'm going to be glad to discuss the items you'd like to consign and uh, help you with the paperwork needed for that Again, we're at the National Sports Collectors Convention for Rosemont, Illinois. I was talking to a couple of dealers who do have a hype coming into uh, a show like this and looking around, and I think, and I know for myself doing shows for many, many years now, I can appreciate any dealer who brings a large quantity of inventory to a show like this the amount of packing that's involved, the amount of uh, preparation that's involved, the actual travel of getting here, shipping the items out, driving the items out, uh, so on and so forth, and then getting here, unloading everything, unpacking everything, and then setting up and being prepared for five days of sales. It's a lot of work, and and I truly hope the collectors who are out there and individuals who shop at these shows appreciate what goes into setting up a show like this. Because there is a lot of work, and especially for dealers, it is also uh, a lot of work to do. And then a great expense at the same time. You know, that's not just table expenses, it's your traveling expenses, staying overnight here, uh, your food, so on and so forth. There's a lot of, lot of uh, costs involved in setting up at a show like this. I was also able to briefly talk to Touchdown Treasures, Mike Hatley, who has his usual incredible display of football memorabilia items 
at the show. Uh, he set up towards the front of the show. Incredible collection available for sale of uh, Bobbers, Nodding Heads. Uh, very, very interesting items, very interesting pieces of football memorabilia that he brings to shows, and especially the national, where you can see the bulk of its uh, inventory here available for sale at the same time. The individual I talked to today, who uh, hopefully will start off being a, uh, a uh, collector and a reader of Gridiron Rates Magazine, was, was telling me that he was overwhelmed with what he saw. He was overwhelmed to share value items that were available for sale, share value to choose from. And I told him, pick out the items you really need to see at the same time. You really want to pick up at the same time. And as such, uh, choose your purchases wisely and you'll be very contented with your purchases at the same time. And I just see Mike Blaisdell's coming back into our booth. And let me see if I can get Mike to say a few words to our audience, if possible. Uh, Mike, how how are you making out at the show today? Uh, any comments, any, anything that you've seen of notoriety that uh, our listeners might be interested in uh, looking at? Thanks, Bob. Uh, once again, uh, a great national here. Uh, been uh, oh, probably walked and seen maybe about a quarter of it so far. Once again, a lot of great vintage football here. Uh, a lot of you know display pieces that uh, are, are very interesting, um, and and lots of uh, lots of vintage football cards. Gotta love it. I look forward to seeing the rest of the show. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Mike. Mike Blaisdell, our well-known senior contributing writer here at Gridiron Greats Magazine, and again, putting out many of the pieces of his collection to auction with the SD auctions over the next couple of years. Very, very interesting items, one of the kind items, and so on and so forth. Another item um, that I find very interesting that I find that shows like this as a briefly mentioned before, were programs. And in particular, there was one dealer who had an enormous amount of college football programs, and they were not just the mainstream, you know, uh, Notre Dame, Army, Navy types of programs. He had a lot of programs from a lot of different colleges and a lot of colleges from the 30s, 40s, and 50s. And to me, those pieces are exceptionally rare to find uh, in any condition, and I'm, I'm always impressed when I get to look at some, get to get to see a few of them, and to uh, actually view that type of college football history uh, at the same time. So it's something that I, I, I truly enjoy looking at, truly enjoy viewing as a historical aspect of the college football game. And while I'm talking about college football, I'm also going to send a shout-out to uh, are the father of college football history and statistics, and that is Tex Noel. Uh, Tex is recovering from a stroke he recently had. He's in rehab right now, and from what I understand, last email conversation I had with his wife, he's doing much better. He appreciates all the 
kind thoughts and prayers of people who come in him and uh, shout out to Tex. I hope you get better and uh, can get back to work uh, in the very, very near future. A few more quick tips here. Uh, looking at the show 1960s football, I see an incredible display of 60s football cards from all the different sets. Again, as I briefly mentioned before, the insert sets are available, readily available. You can find them. And uh, anything from 60 to 69 as well, um, well available here and uh, can be purchased at a reasonable cost. So if you're working on those sets, you can fill up those sets and finish those sets, I think, with some ease. I was very uh, interested seeing, as far as I got around to looking at, I saw very, very few Team 94 Mayo, uh, Mayo Cup book, uh, football cards in any condition. There was only one dealer who had a handful of them, and uh, I did not get a chance because he was busy to look at them more closely. Hopefully, later in the show, I'm going to go back and take a look and see if there's any I could pick up for my collection be able to uh, knock off a few of those cards off of my office at the same time. Again, we're broadcasting live from the National Sports Collectors Convention here in Rosemont, Illinois, and a special half-hour edition on the opening day of the National Wednesday. And we are... uh, Here on the floor at boots 412 and 414. So if you're around, please stop by and say hi. Again, free T-shirts for the first five subscribers this evening. New subscribers to Gridiron Greeks Magazine. Subscribe specials on Gridiron Greeks subscriptions. We also have a big sale on back issues, all our back issues that we publish, from issue 23 to issue 56. Available here for a special price of $150 at the show. Uh, you can fill out the form here at the show. And when we get back home, we'll be putting it together and we'll ship it out to you as soon as we can. So, again, you can get all 23, I'm sorry, all back issues from issue 23 to issue 56 for $150. And if you're listening and you want this, uh, just drop me a line, either uh, send me an email or send me. Uh, or, or the invoice message for us, uh, we'll take care of that for you too if you're not going to be able to make it to the show. The other area that I enjoy looking at here at a show like this are the older footballs and the older football helmets. And I know uh, football helmet and old football equipment expert Bob Tibby is going to be coming to the show, I believe it's tomorrow. I, I know he's going to be enjoying looking at a lot of different pieces. I'm sure he'll pick up a few pieces for his own collection here at the same time. But uh, I was definitely impressed with some of the very old footballs that I did see here, uh, and some of them in very, very good condition. I was also impressed with seeing some souvenir balls uh, that teams used to sell in their gift shops back in the 60s that were available for sale here at the same time. I also have seen uh, a couple times, and I, I saw it today at the dealer's booth 
is a Billy Cannon poster, which is on cardboard, when he was on the Wilson Advisory Committee uh, promoting Wilson sporting goods, footballs in particular, and Wilson football equipment. So it was very, very interesting at the same time to see it. Very nice condition, uh, a nice historical piece of Billy Cannon at the same time. A couple other items of uh, note that I have seen. I have come across some team photos. I saw one dealer who is from Michigan had an enormous amount of Detroit Lions uh, football team photos, team issue team photos from the 50s and 60s. Very, very interesting pieces. Very nice condition. Uh, would go well with any football team photo collection in time. Very interesting pieces at the same time. As many of you know, I do have quite a large team photo collection. And uh, I have uh, basically tried to collect at least one team issue team photo from all the teams from uh, the 50s up. I have a pretty good start on them, and I've enjoyed collecting them. So there's classic football memorabilia, classic football pieces, to say the least. Very enjoyable to look at and uh, a nice collectible. Again, if you collect one particular team, I've always recommended team photos to be part of your collection because I believe team photos do add a great deal of the historical perspective of the game for those particular teams. So I think it's very, very nice for your collection at the same time. All right, we're winding down time-wise again. This has been a special edition of the Great Iron Greats podcast, and we're live at the National Sports Directors Convention here in Rosemont, Illinois. And again, we're sponsored in part by NSV Sports Cards. Check out their website, msvsportscards.com, and by BSD Auctions. Check out their website, bsdauctions.com. But again, if you're interested in signing any items, Andy Becker and John Spano will be here at the show. They will accept your consignments, so I'll do the paperwork to fill out. And um, also in your help you in your consignment period. Another Great Iron Greats advertiser, one of the game auctions, has books here. I got to talk to Sophie uh, last night. Um, had, a, had a brief chat with him talking about the show. Looking forward to having a very good show here with his consignments and items that are going to be available at his auction. Also, again, a theme Midwest, a lot of Chicago Bear collectors, a lot of Green Bay Packer collectors, but sort of like what's very interesting. Also, a lot of collectors of never so many years being here in Chicago, a lot of Notre Dame and University uh, uh, of uh, Michigan and Michigan State collectors at the same time, not walk the floor on the items here at the same time. A couple other points, as I'm very, very quickly running out of time here. Football helmets, newer football helmets, helmets from the 60s and the 70s are available, and a handful of jerseys I've seen. Uh, I know there are several jersey dealers here with some game-used items, which have been very, very, um, very, very interesting, very historical at the same time. Make nice dishes to the collections. Depending on who we collect and our teams and the like, very, very interesting at the same time. One real quick remark new cards. There are plenty of them going through 
and um, collecting the younger people, collecting those newer cards, a lot of game-used cards, so on and so forth, and inevitably a large amount of box-breaking goes on here at the show. They have set up the box-breaking areas in one separate section of the show. Uh, very interesting to see the crowds that gather there also just to try to get special cards get those very, very interesting and uh, red-hot inserts and or game use cards that seem to hold an incredible amount of value when they first come out. But what I've noticed have gone down in value uh, rather quickly at the same time. All right, we're going to be wrapping it up. We're down to about a minute left in the show. Hopefully, this will give those individuals who haven't been able to chance to go to the National to give you a flavor of the show, to give you a flavor of what's going on here. And again, I'd like to uh, thank our sponsors, MSB Sports Cards and BSC Auctions, for sponsoring the show today. I hopefully will be back either Friday or Saturday for another half hour of wrap up wrap up from the national and talk a little more about what other items I've seen here at the show. So again, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Uh, And again, I'll be back. Our regular shows will resume in August with our guests. Joe Squires will be back at that time. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening. This is Gridiron Griggs, football history and its memorabilia on the Gridiron Griggs Publishing and Broadcasting Network in conjunction with Slip Enterprise. Thanks for listening. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.